stay 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 connected to the spirit couple of weeks ago we spoke about hana and we said how she poured out her soul before the lord and it was at that point of emptying her soul the lord gave her something which was beyond her and the lord just didn't do an ordinary thing but the lord did an extraordinary thing the question we need to ask is again why did god want her to pour out her soul her will her action her emotions why why did god want hana to empty herself why even david he made a statement he said oh lord to you i lift up my soul these people they're making a statement concerning their soul concerning their lifestyle before the lord you know revival can can be carried by an individual to any place okay now i'm about to make some statements which i'm just trying to say what i witnessed so in a in such a place like india where i went in the place where i grew up from and i told you the darkness the level of darkness was crazy and yet i see a a man of god just walk into a platform as if literally there is zero ounce of darkness and he's 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 you know he's carrying the dominion the authority in a level where all of these spiritual forces could not stop the explosion of god's glory i began to think and i began to ask how is that possible is that a valid question what gives an individual that kind of dominion i'm trying to answer my question and and i'm 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 giving you a sneak peek to my answer is that good with all of you tonight so for me the question is when somebody carries god like that what is it that takes to carry god in that dimension where it's as if like a switch turned on and turned off for the glory to come see you need you need you need to please please try to journey you need to understand there is no emotional prepping that's happening in that place okay there is nothing emotional said and people are weeping there's nothing funny said people are laughing and rolling nobody pushed anybody nobody even came close to lay hands and people are all collapsing under the power of god people are thrown out of chairs i i want to know this is me being a student of the holy spirit i want to know what is it that that allows an individual to carry the presence of god in this extent see it is okay for us to some extent say oh he's a mighty man of god is lived like this before the lord but we need to ask what about us right yeah he you know uh, yeah he's a prophet he's a senior prophet he's lived that life from age of 7 that's all fine but how can we huh people on zoom you're with me how can we tap into a realm where we become unadulterated where we can carry that kind of glory this was my question and i began to wrestle with god 
even I was prophetically wrestling without my knowledge when I was in the flight to India. And the Lord took me through an exercise in the flight. You know how when you travel in a flight, there are hundreds of movies that you can watch. And every time I felt like pressing that home screen, all the catalog of movies, I'm like, you know, after one, two hours, you're like, you don't know what to do. You know, you're like, okay, now let me, I'm clicking it. And, and, and the Holy Spirit tells me like, oh, you wanted to know a secret. I said, yes. And the Holy Spirit is like, then let's do this. I don't want you to watch anything for these many hours. I said, sure. You know, I know the voice of God. I heard the voice of God clearly. I said, sure. And now I'm sitting without doing anything. And you know, I don't have internet like here, right? Internet is only for an hour and then it goes. So after an hour, I'm like, okay. I'm being literally idle, doing nothing, sitting <laughs> in this, in this uh, flight seat, two hours. And I look to my left, all their screens are on. Look to my right, all their screens are on. Multiple movies I can watch by watching these people, that people. And I'm like, oh God. I, I, and, I'm, and I caught myself for 30 seconds watching this guy's movie. That girl's, uh, what she was watching. And this person watching, I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay, come back, come back, come back. Again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay undistracted. Not to be distracted. Just because the Holy Spirit said, stay undistracted. Sorry, don't get distracted for a couple of hours. It was not a big deal, right? But that few hours to stay not distracted was really, really hard. And I was like, God, this is so hard. My soul is wanting something. Some entertainment. I'm not able to disconnect from it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, what do I do on my iPad? And, oh, maybe I should read the word. But no, I'm then, I'm then again pulled like, okay, they are watching something. So it was a battle for some time. And then I said, no, now I have to fight this. I began to pray in the spirit. I began to contend for it. Then slowly, I began to hear from the Lord something. And that is what I want to share with all of you. You know what is the most simplest answer to carry revival? You ready for this? Is to become a spirit being. Okay, one more time. Just process what I just said. If you can live as a spirit being more than a human being, you can carry revival to any place in any area of your life, anywhere you go. But you have to come to the place where fully you're functioning as a spirit being. Of course, with the soul and a body, but you are a spirit being. To explain that, I'm not saying that you are gonna remove your soul. No, none of us can remove our soul from our life. The soul is our desires, our will, our action, our emotions, right? Are, are you with me, please? Are you all there? People on Zoom, you're still there? So, so the soul is like the seat of human emotions, desires, will, actions. Everything is the realm of soul. Now, the realm of soul is meant to be managed. It is not called to lead. Are you with me? But the spirit is what is called to lead. 
and the soul has to be led by the spirit. So the spirit needs to lead the soul and the soul should be under the subjection of the spirit and the soul should work with your body. Okay? So spirit man should be the leader. The soul should be led by the spirit and the soul then works with your body to manage you. Why this order is so important is because the spirit is the only one who communicates with the Holy Spirit. Spirit to spirit communication. So the spirit to spirit communication from the Holy Spirit happens to your spirit man. And then the spirit man should take that input and lead your soul. And then the soul should tell what your body needs to do. In the world, now there is a fight for attention. And the fight for attention will come from everywhere possible. Okay? Now for example, my temptation or my distraction was being injected to me through my soul. Even in that aircraft when I was sitting. The longing to watch an entertainment, I'm not saying it's wrong. Okay, please, I'm trying to give an example. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying the input for my soul's desire was coming through an entertainment or a movie or a song or something. But what happens is, if I'm not able to manage my soul, the soul will receive an input and will not be an input to my spirit so the soul becomes dominant and I'm being led by my emotions my feelings my desires now that takes the preeminence okay and when that takes the leadership role your spirit will not fight you back because you've already given it the leadership your spirit will take that second step and usually what happens is if you don't quickly correct and put the spirit back on top the soul will push the spirit to the last category and next the soul will be feeding your body. And that is when, for example, you see an ad, you never require that thing. I'm just giving you an example. But the ad is so beautiful, now all of a sudden you want to buy that product. You with me? Now it is not because you really needed it. It's because your soul is now leading you. And your soul has an emotion, has a desire. Now the soul said it's very nice, very beautiful. You need to have it. And your body says, yes, I want it. But if you actually consult your spirit man, your spirit man can say like, ah, we, we don't really need it. Your spirit man might have other ideas. But what happens is in this interaction, your soul became the boss, pushed the spirit down, and your body and your soul are the team now. And they both are a good team, sometimes bad team. But now we need to ask, why is the soul behaving like that? You're with me? Because it is not that your soul is wrong. I, I'm going to really try my best to explain this. You know, this, this teaching, which I'm starting today, should make us powerful, 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 spirit-led, prophetic revival carriers. Carriers of the hand of God in this generation. Can somebody shout an amen? People on Zoom. Because I have noticed God is never stingy. Can somebody say an amen? amen. When he puts an anointing on your life, it is for good. Yeah. Come on now, come on, please talk yeah. back to me. He's not saying your anointing will not work there. He's giving you a solid piece of him. Ah, Marroko Sikariata. When he puts a mantle on a prophet, he's given the authorization for somebody to function, to hear his voice, to see in the spirit and do what God is calling him to do. There is no way God is saying you're limited. But that is where I am began to question that if I'm a prophet and if God's people are prophet, then why are certain people, certain of us are limited and certain of us are unlimited? You're getting my questions. I'm really wrestling with God. 
Why is it that one man of God will come and say, you know, I, I, you know that third day, I'm not even talking about the fourth and the fifth day of the conference. This is the third day conference I'm talking about. The third day, at the end of the conference, he, you know, the prophet said, now I want to disconnect you from your generational curses and limitations. In the, in the last 10 minutes, already the place had exploded. You know, he said, I disconnect you from the generational spirits. I heard an uproar in the altar, not people screaming. Things manifesting and people were, things were getting out. You know, they were renouncing things and doing it. I mean, what kind of authority is that? And he is as calm as you can look at a man. You know, he's not doing any gymnastics. He's calm. Of course, when, you know, when the power of God comes, you command things. But he's so calm. See, I am taking this man of God's example because he's a live example for me. And when he's doing such things, for me, that's the question. Now I'm asking, how is that kind of authority welded into somebody's hands, into their spirit, that they can function with that kind of precision? I mean, precision. <laughs> precision to, to, to being precise is to be more precise. Hey, I, 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 I can't really put into words what I saw. So that kind of precision, what is that? It's the anointing, right? It's the mantle of God's spirit and power. And it's the Holy Spirit's working. So I need to know, what is it that limits the same God in our life? We all have the same God, right? Come on now, let's talk yeah. to me. We have the same Holy Spirit. Yeah. We have the same Lord Jesus. Yes. So, so if that is the case, then what is it that's limiting us? That is what brought me to all these questions about the realm of soul. And that is when the Holy Spirit slowly started opening up. I thought I knew these things, but I'm rediscovering them. So for me, now I began to ask, okay, now, is it just that my soul has to come under the subjection of the spirit, spirit, soul, and body? If I do that, is that enough? That sounds normal saying, yes, it's right. People on Zoom, are you with me? Yeah? That is how much I had tapped into in the past. But in this trip, something changed. Because I said, okay, if you're under the subjection of the Holy Spirit, your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. Then your, then your spirit is leading your soul and then your soul will interact with your body, then we are all good. But later this trip, I understood something more. The soul needs to be redeemed. Wow. <laughs> Come on now, take, take a moment, take a moment. Take a moment, think through. Even me, this is new. <laughs> this yeah. is new to me. Your soul, let's talk about this. You know, yeah. your soul is the seat of every kind of emotion, every kind of anxiety, every kind of whatever it is. Your soul is the seat of all kinds of emotions, wills, wills in your life, like this wants to happen, desires, feelings, all sorts of negativity, all sorts of positivity too. This is the seat, this is the holding place your soul. What we have been taught as Christians is, to the extent what I just thought, is like when your soul is under the subjection of the Holy Spirit and your spirit, you're all good. But I discovered something, let God have mercy on us. That is not enough. Your soul has to be cleansed. When I say cleanse, it's not just washing. It has to be rewritten. Wow. Come on, people on Zoom, you're with me? Your soul has to be rewritten. Now imagine your soul is like um, uh, a tape recorder or a recording hard disk. There are years of traumas, years of exposure. That's the right word. Your, your soul has years of exposure. Come on, people on Zoom, you're listening to me? Your soul has years of exposure. Prophet Shaiju made a statement in the first two days of Mentorship Gold. He said, whenever you meet a person, you're meeting an exposure. <laughs> wow. Take it for a second. Wow. 
he said he said you know many ministers many he meets many, you see that one sentence is so loaded he said when he meets many men of god when he looks at them he's meeting an exposure wow. not just the anointing oh my goodness that is a piece of mic drop now wow. because he's like anointing is pure but when you meet a person you're meeting an exposure and he said it takes more time <laughs> to rewire that exposure then to get somebody anointed because he's like an impartation can come but they will never function in that impartation because their soul has all kinds of exposure and all kinds of cracks all kinds of layers which will never allow the anointing to flow freely ah my goodness come on can somebody put your hands together and celebrate god thank you jesus so so i began to think like okay so that means that means a soul is not just a soul feeling action and emotions it is become part of your being which you wanted or you didn't want you still carry it with you how many of us have went through some negative experiences and many times without your knowledge you live out of that even though the holy spirit speaks to your spirit and your spirit communicates to your soul to behave in a certain way but because i'm i'm trying to take my words carefully because you're not dealt that that crack or that kind of um, trying to is the right words um um that area of your soul that's marred is that a word to use which is tainted you cannot fully experience the fullness of god to flow through that soul somewhere you leak there because one nobody showed us how to heal 100% or second we don't even know we need healing and we are struggling to carry god whereas god has given everything but somewhere we need to deal with our soul so how this dealing with your soul is not a one day activity because imagine now you have years of built up soul you can't say one day i'm changing it god it becomes a management of your soul but you need to understand how to manage it you're all still with me yeah. people on zoom you're still with me certain times why people find it hard to be in a relationship is because in this relationship if somebody said something this will remind this person of that fourth relationship that person said something and without their knowledge they will react in a certain way and this relationship is broken and they will think i did nothing wrong but without your knowledge you're acting out of an experience you had in the past and you thought it was just you okay can i yes i will make some statements <laughs> do you know certain times what you feel about yourself is not even your feelings it's a part of your soul which picked up a human emotion or experience and you think you are like that whereas you are not really that imagine you 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 live with somebody who's always angry they always yell at you they always put you down sooner or later that has rubbed over you you can't retaliate to that person but when you come across another person who's less uh in standing up to you who's less dominant who's submissive to you you begin to reflect the same thing on them now who is actually projecting that on them you think it's you but it's the higher influence that you were part of for an extended period of time that influence is still on your soul and now you could never make peace with it please are you with me because you couldn't make peace with it you need an exit point for that 
and you need to vomit that on somebody because you don't like it that you went through it without your knowledge you'll vomit it on the other person who's little more submissive who's little more you know i'm nice to you i can take anything from you and then you feel better it's not really your intention you want to do it but it's the corruption in the soul am i making sense come on people on zoom are you with me is this helping anybody so so there are dimensions your soul has been yoked to entered into and all of that so when the grace of god comes in this area this is when it becomes the journey of great generals in the lord who when they begin to redeem their soul they become mighty in the hands of god they will be oh my goodness i feel the presence of god they will be so unlimited to carry the holy spirit in revival waves where they are so steady that their soul is not moved by any external forces that's the right word to use it's not moved or impacted or influenced by external forces they are only yoked to the holy spirit i'm not saying we all will be there in one night i'm saying this is a journey and this is a journey of the leaders of the of the of the generals of today and tomorrow those are the ones whose whose spirit can be so in tune with the holy spirit and their soul so healed that no matter what the enemy throws at them they can be unfazed what if i tell you failure doesn't rest in your spirit ah come on now failure is part of your soul come on people on zoom did you hear what i just said failure do, do you hear what i'm saying do you hear what i'm saying you know you think failure is part of your life it is not true failure is part of your broken soul but your soul houses it as if it belongs to it but it does not belong to it what if you come to a place where you're so healed where failure is not even residing in the memory of your soul you know you know um, nick when people go to swim they say muscle memory just throw them into the water they automatically start swimming our soul is like that oof have you thought of these things i am sure these teachings will not be available anywhere else because i know this is god dealing with me and you know what you all of you me and people on zoom you should be really rejoicing because this kind of teaching will only come for the leaders of today and tomorrow for those who can shake a nation i am i'm sure this kind of keys and this kind of revelation i'm convinced it is not coming to ordinary people because our soul has a muscle memory it's like that there are certain things you start automatically doing and only when you realize you're simply on an autopilot mode you will say wait a minute i'm not going into autopilot mode stop right there i'm going to the holy spirit mode when you become like that so energized by the spirit so so the question is what is the management of soul even our body to fall sick the soul is responsible <laughs> because the bible says if there is joy in your spirit yeah huh? it should heal your bones so what is stopping the joy from coming to your bones what is in between can i tell you something this is what i'm encountering now this is what i'm i'm like all sorts of because i saw the level of impact it was as if like you know when when the when this when this man of god entered the auditorium it's as if like all whole heaven entered with him and there was no going back for me it is like wow there's no warm up of course there there was warm up all of us were warming up singing songs and worshiping but i'm saying that kind of velocity i don't know what words to use it is like literally as if somebody has put a torch light in front of your eyes 
and it is like literally somebody a train went over you that is how it was and i'm like how is this possible for me that is what is leading me to ask all these questions and i know the answers are locked up in these questions keramana hasakatira bara come on just open your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit we i believe we are opening a new chapter here in his nearness chicago that we will never be the same again we will never people on zoom you will never be the same again in the mighty name of jesus sometimes it is not the volume of your praying in the spirit that brings breakthrough it is the calmness of the soul in between <laughs> see i am i'm understanding things differently yes we get excited we speak in power and authority that's true but but the power to move you know i have made a statement just now if there is joy in your spirit why is your bones not getting healed because somewhere your soul is not allowing you to pass through so why is our immunity so low come on let's ask ourselves because our immunity of our body you can say oh immunity is in the body really that's what i have been thinking the way your body will function fight back or resist or be cheerful or health in your bones is depending on how your soul feels a merry heart maketh good medicine wow wow so there is so much the soul a healthy soul so so we we are opening this topic because this is a ground breaking one that's happening here i'm telling you the moment we begin to step into this deeper and deeper your prophetic will have no limitations your anointing will flow freely the grace of god on our lives will flow freely that is when out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water the living water will begin to flow out of us easily have you thought why certain times the business stuff we can't move forward clearly the battle is in the soul it's to translate from what the spirit is saying to the soul and then to do some things we're struggling right is because our soul is in turmoil but when the day the soul gets healed when the day the soul begins to get redeemed one area second area third area fourth area fifth area and the more cleaner and cleaner your soul becomes now your soul is as good as the reflection of the holy spirit come on think for a second because your spirit will reflect the holy spirit and your spirit will begin to reflect on the soul and your soul will come to a place where it's like white reflection of the holy spirit wow did you get something from this because right now right now that soul needs to be healed now we can think and say okay now how do we how do we do this genuine question it is only through the teaching of the word this is one thing i understood not just words spirit led words because as the spirit speaks okay let me rephrase my sentence as the spirit of god speaks to your soul your soul can get rid of corruption not even just the words spirit words are spoken your soul will come out imagine like spider and tentacles all over your soul now the moment the spirit word begins to come double edged sword active it begins to separate all these things removes impurities and takes it out of you and slowly your soul begins to get its equilibrium everybody say this word balance so number one thing is our soul is not bad i mean having a soul is not bad you you're getting it but what you have could be corrupted so to redeem it is our mission our objective okay so now what is the best way for a soul to be objective right 
we need to have some pointers. Are you still with me? People on Zoom, you're with me? Okay, wow, it's already 8.25. Sorry, 8.35. We need to stop soon. So the soul is in perfect balance when it's always in the center of God's will. Does God have a will for your soul? That's how we can answer that. Yes or no? His will for your soul is joy, peace, happiness. All of that is part of it. And even he has a will for your soul. Watch this. In every situation. <laughs> okay, one more time. Are you with me? People on Zoom, you're with me? You know, God has a will for your soul in every given situation. Even when you're facing the devil, God has a will for your soul. No fear. No anxiety. No doubts. Ah, my goodness. When your soul, my goodness, I feel the anointing of God when I said, when your soul is positioned like a bulldozer, like a, like a ship that breaks the ice, it is unmoved. My goodness, I feel the presence of God. Unmoved, unpositioned, rock solid like that in the will of God. You can look straight at the devil's face and the face of that principality and said, so what? <laughs> that is your soul, so unmoved, so connected to the Holy Spirit. That time, that principality will back off. You know why? Because now your soul is reflecting the Holy Spirit, that's reflecting on your spirit and the spirit is reflecting the Holy Spirit on your soul. And when the demon or the devil looks at you, there is like, oh, I see the reflection of heaven. The reflection of the Holy Spirit in, in her, in him. So when you open your mouth from that dimension, oh, things back off. Breakthroughs happen. You know, you break your wilderness. You become so powerful. My goodness, I am feeling something as I'm saying that. It becomes so powerful that you are unstoppable. That is the heart of God for every child. But we have never entered that dimension. But I'm happy we're entering that tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, so, so tell me, what is the issue? When, why demons don't bow down? Why we don't have authority? What did he say? He said, I have given you power to tread upon serpents or scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. So it's given. Why is it not functioning? This. This. When we look at the devil, when we look at that thing, the first thing we are reminded is, Oh, remember what I did, what happened. There is no boldness. There's no courage. You know, the number one requirement for the anointing to break yoke is boldness. And many of us lack boldness. We have boldness in our audio. We have boldness in our screaming. Even for an addiction to stay in somebody's life, the soul is not redeemed. Can I say it one more time, people on Zoom? For an addiction to stay rooted in a person's life for an extended period of time, it is because that area of your soul has not been set free. You confessed your sin. Come on now, I'm going deep. You confessed your sin. God forgave it. God doesn't. God is generous you washed yourself with the blood god washed you he doesn't hold that sin against you he set you free he let you go and he has no judgment towards you but you have not taken time to renew your soul in that area that's why the bible says renew your mind what is where is the mind part of soul your mind your will your action emotions that area of your mind in the soul is not redeemed. It's not renewed. It has a corruption which is not dealt with. And no matter the, the God has forgiven you, the devil has also backed off, but he has left an imprint. The devil has fingerprints, right? He has left an imprint. Like he has made a hole and a certain way you felt and a certain way you did, certain way things happened to you, it's still there. That memory is there in your soul. And next time, 
it's easy for Satan to come back to the same area because the moment you see him through the same brokenness of your soul, even before he comes in, you will invite him. Ouch. Come on now. Am I talking to somebody? I'm talking to somebody. You, you don't want to react to your husband in a certain way, but you end up reacting like that. Why? Because that area of your soul is not redeemed. Wow. Come on, people on Zoom, are you with me still? So, so how do we renew? This is today's session is just opening up. Are you all burdened by this? You're, you're, it's exciting, right? You know, what's happening right now is you are being invited to a place in God where you can function like God. You got it. You got it. Everybody's getting it. To function like God is what? Come on, please answer me. Have no external things control you. Oof! Past memory, past memory, this, that. Nothing controls God. And Jesus said, you have to function like gods. Meaning you have to function unattached to anything. Function freely. To function like that, God wants you to, to be in that place where then you begin to really enjoy everything in your life. Can I say a few things? I mean, we're going to close exactly at 9 so that you know we can join prayer. Even, this is what the Holy Spirit told me. This was my all-out encounter all throughout the flight. After a few hours, I had encountered till I reached India. <laughs> okay, I didn't tell you that part, right? So he's, the, the Holy Spirit told me, now, he said, watch. Even the food you eat, you will enjoy it. I'm like, what do you mean, God? I'm like, okay. The moment they served me some food in the flight, I began to eat. It, it tasted very different now. And I said, wow, it's as if I'm eating honey from somewhere in other world. God said, even that area of your soul can be corrupted. My goodness, come on now. You can have eaten so many chips. Okay, and today you eat chips, you'll never enjoy it because your soul has already given a muscle memory saying this is how it will taste. But welcome to God dimension when even you eat a food where your soul, your body will react to it differently. Come on now, you, you guys are with me? So everything in your life, uh, I don't, I'll go deeper in the days to come. Everything in your life could be like first-hand experience. That's good. You're getting it, Jonathan. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, some, some people, can I, can, I, can, I, can I trouble you guys a little more? Oh, Lord Jesus. See, I've not even started preaching what I had to start with the word. So, when you're so unattached by the external forces, Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Don't judge me. These are some of the examples I can give. People on Zoom, you're ready? <laughs> lot of grace, okay? You're a lot of ladies here, a lot of men here. I'm going to say this. First time when you had a crush on somebody, okay? Hear me out. When you had that feeling of love for somebody, do you, if if I'm this is I'm not saying this for you to bring any memories, but I'm saying this. There is a way a chemical reaction worked in your mind. It was a way everything worked. It is because of the area of your soul, which was untouched. You with me? Now after people have gone through certain instances certain events in their life, that area of their mind and their heart is so marred. Now when you actually meet somebody new, who's even meant for you, your soul will not attach to them in the way it's supposed to. People on Zoom, you're with me? What happened? You're living based on that memory. 
that is why i said even the food when you eat it was like new so god can actually heal our soul to an extent where everything can be made brand new can somebody shout an amen karabasi karian chalabaria torobose keri come on open your spirit and pray in the spirit for 30 seconds lata braka you need to really press into this remrokosi kariata for our soul to be renewed I am feeling the pleasure of God towards all of you today. People on Zoom, I feel the pleasure of God. Ha. Let there be no unbelief, doubt, anxiety, limitations left. If God has set you free in the spirit, If he the son of man has set you free you are free indeed then your soul can be made new Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus The best place to learn the management of our soul is there's only one individual You know who he is Jesus he is the perfect example of a well balanced soul that lived in the will of God because he said something he said this is my food to do what the will of God so he mastered something in his life to live in the perfect place of the will of god in his soul that is why he carried the holy spirit in that dimension wow wow you know people quote saying jesus was very emotional too but before we make a statement like that we need to always ask was his emotion emotional emotion from the soul or was it even spirit led emotions that is what i want to take us into the next week because every time we quote jesus we we have a shallow understanding of the man jesus but to understand the man jesus is to understand the soul of jesus the soul of jesus was in the center of god's will come on now he 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 lived a very different lifestyle okay um in fact elijah failure was he didn't manage his soul i'm touching up on this because i know nimi pastor nimi preached last week she said how elijah resigned but the same man when he started he said unless i say nothing will move what was that his soul was so rock solid then right but when after few chapters it so his soul had moved out of his position and he said i'm tired i'm tired people say jesus was scared people have said that some of you are saying no that is wonderful some of you are thinking that's also wonderful people usually quote this saying that when he was going to the cross at the garden of gethsemane he was so you know anxious that he cried and his blood of tears turned into blood and then he made a statement if it is your will take this cup away from me and we have all sorts of theological explanations around it but i <clears throat> want to challenge all of us scripturally through the spirit of god he was not really scared of losing his life because he said for this reason the son of man has come and he said i laid down my own life and nobody lays it down i do it on my own self that means he was letting himself go to the cross so what was he saying if not take this cup away from me it was not the cross people thought he was scared no his whole being was to do the will of god and to be in the center of god's will which was his constant communion for him with the father what he really didn't want to happen was to lose 
the nearness of God. You see, I'm giving you a small key. It's a mighty key. His priority talks about his soul's priority. Come on now. His priority number one was that he would never lose the presence of God. Never to be separated by the presence of God at any cost. That was his number one priority. I'm picking up the priorities of his soul. We'll cover more in coming weeks, okay? One of the priorities was that he would never be separated from his oneness with the Father in heaven. That was his number one priority of his soul. That was his, his, his stance. That was what he was made of everything. That is where everything in his life flowed from. What are you scared of losing? We'll, we'll close soon, five more minutes. People on Zoom, Jesus never wanted to lose the presence of his father, the separation of that oneness, where for a moment he will be detached from the oneness of his father. He didn't want to lose it. Now, as we go to close, what are you fearful of? That individual that will reject you. That job that will not come to you. There are many kinds of fears. Right people on Zoom? If this doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. All those things. Even certain promises of God not coming to pass. Right? All those fears are actually the priorities of your soul. But yet, my goodness, I feel the presence of God. But yet, all those priorities will have power to be fulfilled. If you fulfill the number one priorities, like never to be separated by his presence. Yet, you see how, how double-edged it is? But yet, in your fear of not uh, getting that promise to come to pass, you can let the presence of God go. And that priority will take precedence and you don't have the power to accomplish it because now your soul went after that. Oof! I, I cannot, I'm trying my best humanly to put it into words. So what is your fear today? That if you don't act nice, this person will leave you. That son will not talk to you. But you need to ask, God, is that my priority or my priority is not to lose your presence? Because when you're in the perfect will of God in your life, ah, everything, everything will deal itself. You know what was Eve's fall? She spoke to the serpent and not to her God. Have you thought in that instance? She could have spoken to God but there's only one record that she spoke to the serpent. So you got to cut down the serpent time in your life. <laughs> serpent is very crafty. Will come nice. Make everything look nice. But when your soul is so addicted to not letting him go. Everything else. Even when the serpent comes, you have dominion over it. Wow. What are you scared of today? Today, I want you, I'm doing a deliverance right now. I want you to get rid of the fear of not having the promises of God come to pass. Oh, <laughs> you never heard anybody say this, right? I'm coming to you and telling you this as a prophet, as a man of God. I'm saying, get rid of fear, which is motivating you to seek the promise of God. Come on now, because your fear is saying, oh, what if this thing will never come to pass? It is not rooted in your soul being in the will of God. It is rooted in your soul being fearful of losing that promise of God over your life. Come on now. Ah, people on Zoom, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at all of you. I'm looking at all of you. Because some people live saying, oh God, what if this never happens in my life? And you know, the enemy is like laughing. He's like, see, as long as she approaches me <laughs> through this fear, I hope you're getting it. I hope somebody is getting it. 
as long as you're approaching God through fear. And God is like, fear, I cannot answer it, my child. God is like, I can only answer faith, which is pure. And you're going to God through fear. And yet we think it's very religious. Come on wow. now. Some of you, your breakthrough has not come because you're approaching God through fear that's rooted in your soul of losing the promise he gave you. He's like, I gave you the promise. I made the promise that you will prosper. I made you the promise that I will bring these things to pass in your life. And yet you come back to me with a fear rooted in the soul, which is in the realm of enemy's hand. And you come to me bringing that. How can God answer that? This thing is shifting you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. My goodness, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel your soul is beginning to heal. Some of your soul is beginning to heal. Fear, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of this, fear of that. Ah, let it go. Let it come back. You come back to the place where you say, God, I fear only one thing in my life. Okay, if we didn't deal with anything else, I want you to deal with one thing. You have to come to a point in your life. God, there's only one thing on this earth. And in my life, I will fear. That's losing your presence. When you make that decision, heaven will become your portion. The enemy already lost you the moment you come to that place of arrival. That is why Hannah said, I have emptied my soul. That is what she meant. She put her fears to the Lord. That's why she could say, God, if you'll give me, I'll give him back to you. Now, not even received anything, but she was ready to commit to the lifetime of God. People on Zoom, are you ready? Are you praying? Some of you, the turmoil that's in your soul is reflecting in your body. Your body is fighting yourself. Your body is fighting you because there is a part of your soul that needs to be healed. I'm prophetically prophesying over somebody. I see a new age weapon that was introduced to you. Ah, my, my spirit, my eyes is open. Okay. I speak as a prophet. What was introduced to your body was through a meditation. And when you did that meditation, you imagine certain things. And certain things were introduced to your spirit and then it was introduced to your soul. Now your body is reacting to that soulish thing that was introduced and your body is fighting yourself. May my God release you from that from the torment of your own soul. Your soul is going like, you know, it's like going up and down, up and down, up and down. Up and, down. and that's why your body is fighting you. Father, I pray you'll give grace to this individual. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. All, somebody's nerves are getting healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody's nerves are getting healed. The purposes of God are resurfacing. Lord, may your hand touch your people tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive the grace. Receive the grace. This is true restoration, people of God. This is true restoration where you can enter back into the same place in your life and look at it and say as if nothing ever went wrong, as if nothing ever happened, as if there is no scar, as if there is no backlog, as if there is no memory. That is true restoration. As if nothing ever happened. That is where God can take his people. Yes. I feel a grace for that tonight where God can take you to a place where nothing ever happened in your life. You are clean shit. When you look yourself in the mirror, you will say, wow, I'm such a beautiful one. I don't smell the enemy in my life. Oof. I don't smell the, 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 the stench of the, my past. I only see gardens. I only see blooming. I only see the glory in my life. Can you come to that place? 
This is when the glory of God can visit you and move over you. Become sensitive to your atmosphere.